Music, industry talk, stories, equipment and more. We are Crossfader and this is Off off, off, off the Record. Off the Record. Off the Record. What's up everyone? We're back again for another episode of Off the Record, the DJ podcast with the usual hosts in the building. What's up, Lawrence? Hi, mate. We've got Danny. Hello. And we've got Holland. How we doing? And myself, Jamie Hartley. So for any new listeners to this podcast, we just talk all things about DJ and music. We get some guests on the show who will be talking about certain services and things in the industry. And we just talk about what's relevant and current and hopefully provide some insight to help you learn more and progress on your journey as a DJ. So first of all, I think we need to talk about the news a little bit because there's been a few releases in the last week or so since recording the last podcast. There's a lot going on, especially over in the In Music camp for anyone that doesn't know. In Music own Denon DJ, Rain DJ and Newmark. So I mean, Holland, you write a lot for the website. You release these products through our website. So what's been going on? Uh, Well, the the big news this week, well, there's been a lot of big news, but uh, the first bit of news was from Denon DJ, who have released a brand new version 1.5.0 for their hardware, uh, and it's actually quite a big update. To be fair, we have now, you know, you know them them Denon players have streaming inside, so we can access uh, they do. Tidal. They do. Well, now it's not just Tidal. We've got Sound Gal Sound Sound Soundgal. <laughs> That's a new service. That's it's a new. How much is that? It's completely new. <laughs> uh, SoundCloud Go Plus. And Beatport Link as well. Mm. It's quite cool because that hits so many different, yeah. you know, user bases. Beatport is so different to Tidal, for example. Um, yes. So it's kind of opening it up to a much wider range of DJs. Yeah, it's really cool. They've added this little new menu. You can just tap one button and you've got all three streaming services um, and you can just flip so, between them. So, so you-, you can go between them without having to log off, log in. Exactly. So you log into all three and then you, and you can just circle through libraries. So you can have That's like a, cool. a Tidal track on That's deck mad. one and deck two can be a Beatport track. That's That'd be really good if like, um, you know, if you're like back to back with someone and they yeah. have a subscription yeah. on one and you didn't. Exactly. Yeah. On the other. Really so cool like stuff. you could have, technically you could have Decade could be Tidal. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And, and really, do you, really, do you remember really cool. how bad the BPM detection was? Oh yeah. Well, mm-hmm. they fixed it. Have they? <laughs> so they we've, got, we've got new BPM detection as well in 1.5.0, which is really cool. And this is like on the Prime Go, the Prime 2, the Prime 4. We tested it. Uh, yes, I, I have. Yeah, we've got, on the, we've got the brand new SC6000s delivered this week as well yeah. to the office. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to play on them again. So, I haven't played on them yet since yeah, we, we were in to, a... We need yeah. to put out some mixes, don't we, really? We do. I installed the this new version on them and it's incredible i yeah. really do think it's cool um so that wasn't all that was down on <laughs> something just dropped from the ceiling <laughs> carry on <laughs> there's a ghost there is a ghost i love that um, silence that just happened yeah <laughs> yeah uh, then um rain dj another in music brand they released mark two editions of their popular 12 controller which is the spinning spinning platter yeah. Um, yeah. looks like a turntable but it's not quite uh that's got dvs output on it now so you if yeah. you prefer the dvs reaction um you can use that and what's really cool is you can use it now that dvs rain don't want you to know this obviously because they're massive rivals you can use it with record box. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's the same time code. It, time code. So Didn't know it officially supports Serato, Tractor, and Virtual, uh, virtual DJ. DJ yeah. Yeah. How does that work with the mixer then? Because with the Rain mixer, you can see the Serato waveform. So would you be able to unrecord? No, well, no, the mixer yeah. isn't compatible, but the 12 is. Oh, just the actual player as well. Yeah, okay, but you do lead me on nicely to say that the 72 has got a nice update. 
I say a nice update. I'm a little bit disappointed in it because it's not much. just it's minor in it. It's a minor update. It's a minor update, and they haven't fixed the laggy screen, which is like an open goal for them that they've managed to put wide somehow. Yeah, um, he's still in it. It's still a bit glitchy. Still but, a bit slow. But the good news is the original 72 owners are going to get a firmware update and all these new features are going to come to them. So that's really cool. So, yeah, there's been some nice updates this week. Um, all eyes on Pioneer now on some kind of uh, return. They put, put some gold on something. Do you yeah. know what? I want, I want to just go back to the, the Denon update because I don't know if we need to pat ourselves on the back or it was going to be happening anyway. But yeah. obviously I, we recorded a Denon DJ course recently and it's, it's online um, now to take with the Denon beginner course. There's intermediate and advanced coming soon, but while in the process of recording this course, I figured that on the Prime Go, I recorded a lesson and I've got the microphone in and I'm recording away, you know, this tutorial explaining what I'm doing and then we take it back to the computer to edit it and you can hear the music, but you just can't hear me talking whatsoever. So I was just racking my brain like, what is going on? And it before this update, I think it was the Prime 2 and the Prime Go didn't record the the microphone. microphone. It only recorded the audio. So it was one of those things we went to Den and said, why is this? Is this just something that hasn't been released yet? Or can you add this? And then in this update, suddenly we can now choose to turn the microphone on and off in the recording. We did it. We did it. We did it. (laughs) I also asked for the crossfader to be disabled, but I believe half of their user base also asked for that. So I can't quite (laughs) take full credit on that one, but I did ask for that as well. We will take half the commission from all future updates. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But what we can say is that Denon are listening to their users, whether it is us or the forum that they've got, which is a really big plus for them. And it's great to hear. It's not a common thing as well for companies to actually listen like not a company that big anyway so i think yeah. it is really good to see den and do things like that i it feel like really in music quick, are just really quick as well really quick yeah yeah they yeah. are yeah and i did have a phone call with denon this week uh jay from denon and i can't tell you too much but what he did tell me was eye-opening and i think there's a lot to come i know these updates mm. are coming thick and fast and they're very good but what he's sneaking at and what he's trying to tease me with if it if it comes out anything like he's saying that there's a lot to come from these i feel like in music as a whole they're just coming for the whole industry like (laughs) they seem to be doing really well well they'll have to to paint some gold on some parts of (laughs) the controller doing a lot right doing a lot right it is quite funny though when you see all this happening and then you say oh pioneer what have you done well we painted this (laughs) (laughs) and we're only going to release a gold version in japan yeah, <laughs> I, I I mean I like the gold version. Of yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, no, you're a you guys. Not uh, for me though. I'd like I like to put like a big chain around it and wear it around my neck. <laughs> <laughs> so in this series of the podcast, we're talking a lot about music. You know, it's an important thing for DJs of where to get music from. Um, and a lot of new DJs wonder where do we get music from because there are a lot of sources. As we just mentioned, streaming is a yeah. big one. Sure is. There are things like record pools as well. Yeah. But beyond that. You can actually get music directly from labels. And this is something that a lot of working DJs will be familiar with. Those DJs that are working in clubs on a weekly basis, ending up on record, like records mailing lists. Yeah, Yeah. mailing lists. Do you know you've made it when you, you I think everyone will remember when they first got on their first mailing list. Yeah, pretty good. Getting music for free and and having your opinion sent back to the record labels. It's like, okay, okay, this is cool. It's a nice moment. And just to give a bit of background, it used to be that when there was only vinyl around, people would burn what you call white label, not burn, but press Press. white labels, um, which is just a a small run of a song and send it to some of the the key DJs that are working, you know, in some of the biggest clubs around the world. So people like Carl Cox would get these exclusive vinyls, which there would only be a couple of them in the world for them to test out and test run in 
the clubs that they were playing at around the world yeah. see how the dance yeah. floors reacted. And then as technology moved forward, that kind of moved on to CDs. Like I said, they would burn just some CDs and send them out to DJs when the CDJ became popular. And obviously with the evolution of technology, that's happened in the mailing list side of things yeah. as well. And we've got a guest on the podcast. I chat. I spoke to Paul from InFlight, which is a mailing list service. So it's they aren't the label mailing list, but they provide a platform yeah. and an application for mailing lists to sign up to and distribute their music to DJs around the it's world. Like the greatest app ever, isn't it? I, yeah. I love it, yeah. So... InFlight is a service that lots of independent and major labels use to distrib distribute their music to DJs like us, working DJs, to go and test these tracks in the clubs and in front of audiences. It's not just a service like a record pool that you pay to sign up to or just submit your information and get access to. You kind of have to be invited or added by the independent labels. Yeah, that's but InFlight is a really cool service that kind of collates all of that and you could have five different labels all sending you promos to this one through this one service which makes it so much easier to yeah. use um so we i had a chat with paul earlier in the week uh everyone else around this table lawrence danny and holland haven't heard this interview or this chat with him yet so we're going to be reflecting on it and talking about it after we've all listened to it but without further ado let's intro paul um the founder of inflight and check out what this service is all about Okay, so we've got Paul here on the call. Welcome to Off The Record, the DJ podcast. Um, really glad to have you here, Paul. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Paul is the founder of InFlight, which is a promo service that provides promos from labels directly to DJs. And we're going to find out a lot more about what this service is and Paul's background and where this service came from. So, Paul, could you tell us a little bit about who you are, how InFlight came about, and a bit more about what InFlight as a service is for DJs and for labels? Hi, Jamie. Uh, thanks for having us. Um, yeah, so InFlight was founded in uh, 2014. Um, we launched, we'd actually been sort of developing from about 2012. Um, my background really, uh, at that stage, I was a BBC radio presenter here in Belfast uh, doing a show to promote Irish electronic music. And at that stage, digital promo services had just, there'd been a couple that had been around for a few years. and But I'd seen a, a lot of problems with the amount of music that I was receiving back with the radio uh at that stage, hundreds of promos a week. There was no real efficient way of, of managing them all, you know, and especially in the BBC, we're getting lots of spam coming through. Uh, platforms, the technology was really dodgy. You would click on a link and sometimes it wouldn't play and then you would be on to the next promo and you wouldn't get a chance to check out the promo because the, there was an issue with the technology. And also the biggest thing was that um, no company had uh, developed a mobile solution for promo delivery at that stage. When, uh, when back in 2012, I was doing a lot of touring internationally as well as a DJ and producer. And I was looking for a solution to be able to listen to promos while I was in the airport or on a plane uh, when I had that, all that time spare uh, traveling. And there was nothing really there that uh, ticked that box. So that's when the kind of um, the idea for InFlight was was born. Um, the idea being that we develop a, a mobile solution for the traveling touring DJ that integrated cloud storage with offline sync. The idea being that as a DJ, I could sit in the plane, listen to all my promos with the promos offline on a mobile app. 
when I get to my hotel and my destination before I go into the club, I can open up a laptop and sync all the promos directly to my laptop, play them in the club. And that's really where the, the you know, the initial idea came from. Um, so that that didn't exist back then. So that's what we started uh, working on. We spent a few years sort of working on that and then sort of building out a, a platform that would be able to compete against the existing um, sort of uh, promo services that were out there. And we, we spent a few years doing that. And then we launched in 2014, um, with a number of uh, market-leading UK PR companies. So what we do, we, we work with uh, PR companies all around the world who send music out on behalf of record labels to their databases. Um, but we also work with labels directly who send uh, promos out to their own internal databases. And you know, oftentimes we'll have PR companies and labels sort of sending out the same music on our service, but the different people in different territories and this kind of thing yeah so we've kind of grown from there um over the last uh yeah what's that six six years um uh, to be sort of the, the considered the market leader now i suppose in in the space that we're in nice so when starting out obviously you're a totally new service so how was it received from the the labels did you manage to get any major labels to start with or were you really working with smaller independent labels and had to build it up you know how did that work uh, small independent, but well-respected independents, you yeah. know, um, some of the PR companies that we had with, so it's a chicken and egg thing, you, you know, in order to launch a service like this, you need to have quality DJs on the service who are already signed up to receive the music, but you're also going to need quality labels on there. So the DJs will, will opt in and want to receive that music. And so we, we worked out how to do both. Um, so we had a lot of well, highly respected labels that we knew once that had happened that the DJs w- would come, and it was um, you know we spent a lot of time going out to the market with the product. I mean, because I was talking to DJs all the time through connections on the road, touring, warming up for sort of big names, and I was also talking to a lot of the labels and the PRs through my connections with the radio. So you know w- w- we had a few trusted ears that helped sort of guide the initial stages of the platform, uh, so that when we did launch, we knew. That that there was a good product market fit. We knew that the DJs were going to be receptive to it and want to sign up. We knew the labels were going to uh, want to deliver promos straight to DJs' mobiles. So, um, yeah, there, there was a lot of a lot of work went on behind the scenes, sort of uh, beta testing and, and, and sort of gauging the opinions and, and mood of, 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 of people, stakeholders at both sides of the equation because it's all very good having... Uh, you know, really good sort of promo delivery service, but if the DJs don't like it, it's kind of redundant. Um, or you might have one where the DJs like, it, but the, the labels don't, and the, or there's something wrong. So you have to, you have to. It's kind of a balancing act where you have to sort of um, satisfy both sides of the of the, of the, the sort of deal there. You know, for sure. Before we talk a bit more about how in-flights developed over the last six years, you've mentioned a few times there that you were a DJ and a, a touring producer. Were you an act at the time um, when you were first starting in flight? And for anyone that's listening, the DJs that are listening to this podcast, you want to maybe give yourself a little bit of a big up on... on- <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I've been DJing since I was 15, um, but I spent from about 2007 until about 2000. 13 uh touring internationally as an act called psychotron 
Um, so labels that I've been signed to would have included Bedrock, RNS, Planet E, Hot Flush. Uh, you know, I've done collaborations with like Paul Wolford and Simi Mobile Disco and, and people like that. So, so we, we we had some success for a couple of years. Nice. Um, and that that was kind of uh, that was kind of what I was doing sort of full time before. Do you think Flight those connections on. to some of those other artists at the time helped you launch in flight because you had connections with? producers and other artists and labels at that time because you were a working dj or a working yeah well it, it definitely helped i mean especially through my work with uh with the bbc i mean every week i'd be interviewing international djs um so it's yeah it's 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 a network again flight's the result of a network that has been building a personal network that's built over like 15 20 years or, or more nice. potentially so uh yeah being able to draw on on those connections um and go to them for advice or whatever um, was a very important factor because it's all well and good having an idea and you might think it's a great idea, but if nobody else does, then you know, sure. uh, you need to kind of validate these things before you bring something to the market. So it, it did help and having that personal network, no doubt, um, helped us launch the product when, when did, it came to 2014. Did you have any experience from the technical side? Um, obviously, it's a very tech forward taking the promo delivery service and building it into an application it was you know one of the one of the first big ones that came about and it's one that i've used since it pretty much since it had launched so i'm quite familiar with it but did you have any tech background or is there another part of the team that really took on that that lead yeah well all, all our tech is developed in-house and um my co-founder is a very good friend of mine. I've been friends for over 20 years. We kind of developed it. He's big into his music. I've always been big into technology and user experience and yeah. things like that. So um, it's a simple case of taking sort of my experience of using websites, using applications, mobile apps, and combining them with, you know, uh, his methodology for building something um you know he's the technical side of it whereas i prefer to be sort of uh the user experience user facing side side of things yeah. and it, yeah it's really um, i mean we're, we're a good team he's um he's big into his music as well so you know if a, a lot of the, the the ideas that were developed or develops kind of hand in hand i'd go to him with something and he'd tell me yes or no whether he thinks it it could have worked or what the technical kind of implications for something like that would be but it's it's an ever-evolving um platform which is the thing that i think has given us the uh, a bit of an edge over um over a lot of the, the other platforms in the spaces that you know we're, we're fairly good at rolling out new features and new updates um and we try not to sit still for too long because uh technology is always changing you know the things that go into making a promo service work are things that most people will never see you know ensuring that links always work that you have the fastest delivery speeds whether you're in south america or in, or in london um you know the, the security aspect of things that go on behind the scenes ensuring that your your music's getting into the right hands and that it's it's you know, it's a usable system that uh, people enjoy um, using. There's a, you know, it's, it's the simplicity is, is a very difficult thing to to develop. Yeah. Um, and that's what takes time. And, you know, there's, you know, when it comes to the sort of seven years or six or seven years that we've been building this, um, a, a lot of that time has been sent spent refining little things that will be invisible to most people but they're the things that make people come back and use our product more and engage with the music that they're being sent to on a more regular basis because the, the less time people spend on our site clicking things and working to download music the more music to, to get to listen to the more our 
labels get value, they get better value for for what they what they invest in in, in, in flight. And yeah, so it's it's it's, it's an ever evolving kind of thing that um, yeah, there's a lot of work goes on behind the scenes. For. Nice. It's interesting you say that it's an ever evolving thing, and there's obviously a lot of little things that go on behind the scene. Now, have there been any tech technological advancements in the last six years that have provided opportunities or even hurdles? Things that have changed in the last six years that have allowed InFlight to move further or even be held back is there any um, anything you yeah well a couple of things that came along i mean you know we when we integrated sort of cloud storage um you know we were the first platform to do that by integrating dropbox when we launched in 2014 that would allow djs to uh, sync promos from directly from in flight to their integrated dropbox account but then there are loads of things we're always looking at ways to integrate uh new solutions that add value to our customers so you know, the other one would be with Google Maps integration, so our clients can see a, a Google Maps uh, representation of their database, so they All can right. see where the DJs are. They can click on pins and see who's who's in each different area. We've got Twitter integration, so that labels and uh, in flight can um, directly engage uh, and create dialogue with people in their database on their Twitter feed for thanking them for leaving promo or feedback, that kind of thing. Uh, we also added. Alexa, um, Amazon Alexa voice activated integration a few years back as well. So, you know, and thing, things that we look, there's there are a lot of things that come up that um, could be useful, but it's always a case of, of, of weighing up, you know, what, what DJs would like, what the labels would like and that kind of thing. Um, you know, even talking about the likes of, you know, GDPR when all that came along a few years ago and everybody was losing their minds thinking yeah, it was going to yeah. be like Y2K. Um, we started out i mean one of the problems that we tried to fix was the problem of promo spam and people just getting unsolicited promo emails which is a, a big issue and a, a pain in the backside for people whose inboxes are already swamped as it is so inflight has always been an opt-in platform where djs need to um give permission to receive music uh so that that meant when, when that gdpr thing uh, came around that uh you know we didn't have to do a thing because we were already compliant in in all aspects of that um and now it's a thing i mean a, a few years back people were like oh why do i have to opt in that's all uh, people won't want to do this but now it's you know it's it's kind of become law that you have to um so thankfully well, it was a decision that we made early on that saved us a, a, a ton of work um later down the line you know from personal experience i can back that up and say that being a member of inflight and having um promos delivered to me as a dj in that way i would you know, a few years ago when I was working full-time as a DJ, I'd be looking in my inbox and it was only really the in-flight ones that I would open and follow through because I, it was like a trusted source. Whereas I get yeah. loads of other emails and because they were coming from different places and they weren't collated in any way, it was just a random email with a link. They kind of got lost in my emails and I always just waited for the next in-flight update and just went through to the dashboard and, and looked through um, promos that way. And it, and it just shows by opting in and by confirming that, you know, I'm a DJ and I want to receive these uh promos from these labels it, it puts a bit more weight and value on it as well especially for the labels it was, it was something that i was doing sort of um even before inflight came along um you know the way i had my inbox set up was that the trusted sources were the first ones that i would go to to check 
the, the, the promos from, you know, the PR companies. I like the labels that always send me good quality content. And by the time you'd gone through all that stuff, everything else was sitting in your inbox. You know, you didn't have time to give it a look in. So, you know, that's why the likes of gatekeepers and PR companies and opt-ins are, are crucially important for getting your music out to the right people, you know, because if you've created that uh, engagement with somebody by asking their permission first to yeah. send your music and you've told them, these are the artists I represent, this, this is the kind of music you can expect from us. You've already developed a bit of a relationship there so that when you're, uh, we do send out your promo delivery that they're warmed up to it and they'll know, well, I've, I've given permission for that. I'm going to check it out, you know? Nice. So before we move on and talk about the big integration that a lot of our listeners will be aware of with Recordbox, I just want to ask, do you have any advice for DJs on how to get added to labels promo lists that are offered through in-flight or just in general? Because we have a lot of DJs that that um, listen to the podcast and watch our YouTube that are sort of up and coming DJs. They're just getting their foot out the door now and working in the industry and they won't be signed up to many mailing lists. And it's one of the big sort of hurdles that a lot of DJs face is, is getting on these mailing lists. So do you have any advice for those DJs? I think the biggest advice is, is you know, there's been a real sort of issue with a kind of sense of entitlement that's developed over the last few years, I think, when it's come to promos where certain DJs expect to be added to lists and when they're not, they get kind of annoyed that nobody's responded to them. And then a label will look and see, well, they've got 20 followers on Twitter and, you know, 30 on Instagram. The whole idea of sending out a promo is to promote you to promote a label's record. So if you're contacting labels and you've got a, a very low profile on social networks, you're going to struggle for a label to, to pay attention and to take you seriously. You know, so you need to be doing something and whether that's, um, having a radio show where you're, you're publicizing your track listing every week, whether you're doing uh, shows or live streams, uh, that kind of thing. But it's, um, you know, it's like anything else. If you're looking for record companies to send you music for free, you need to be polite, be nice, be courteous, show, show a bit of respect, explain who you are and why you will support their music. It's up to labels largely whether they will they will um, want to send you music or not. But every label differs. You know, some labels are, are happy to ex- accept anybody onto their lists uh, where others are, are more selective. I mean, we see see a lot of our labels won't have any more than 100 or 150 DJs on their list because they want to keep a, a small quality selection of key supporters who they trust to, 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 to put that music out there all the time. But it's, yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's how do I get promos if I don't have the profile? Well, if you don't have the profile, you know, you shouldn't really be getting promos because how are you going to promote them? How, how are you going to add value to that label's kind of release? Uh you know, if you have no means of actually publicizing that, playing it, or letting people outside of your bedroom hear it, you know, and yeah, that's the sure. whole idea. I mean, that that backs up what we say here at Crossfaded to all of the DJs that um, that follow us. We say, you know, put as much content out as possible, build your profile, build your socials up, and I think more than anything now with with the lockdowns that have come in place and live streaming becoming such a big platform for DJs, there's a huge opportunity here for DJs to really show what they're about and build a loyal following and audience. If they can't work in clubs at the moment, you can still yeah. build that following. And, and you know, if you go to a label and say, look, I've got a thousand people listening regularly to my, to my live show once a week, then that gives you a lot yeah. of support to get onto labels. I would labels mailing lists. I would have thought anyway, yeah. keep, keep, you know, keep in touch with labels. I mean, if they don't, um, 
if they don't necessarily respond to you at first and you've been playing their stuff on the live stream that you've bought on Beatport or whatever, send them a track listing and show them, look, I've been playing this on my live stream. We had you know, a couple of hundred, couple of thousand uh, listeners or whatever. You know, don't give up at the first hurdle, but also be, uh, you know, be, be, ex- expect not to get on every mailing list that, that you ask for because they all, some of them are really super tight. They don't add anybody. And then, you know, others are have, have different kind of strategies. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's overall, it's, it's developing relationships. Again, it's that thing when I spoke about, you know, developing a, a sort of personal network, it's something that takes years um, and it takes years of being consistent and keeping in touch with labels, showing how you are supporting or intend to support their music is probably the best way to do it as opposed to just um, spamming people with the same kind of uh, copy and paste email. Uh, you know, be, be personable um, and, and show the label that you are somebody who will respect their music and look after it and, you know, sure. do, do all the right things with it. That's uh, fantastic advice for everyone listening. Um, so let's move on. Where did the Rekordbox integration come from? Now, obviously, Rekordbox is one of the leading DJ softwares out there, and I know a lot of people use their software. It, it's uh, definitely popular within our audiences. So where did that integration come from, and why do you see it as being such an important integration for DJs and for labels? Um well, for us, it's all about all about the, the simplicity. Again, it's it's taking away some of the friction involved in promo. I mean, when we, we developed InFlight, we had cloud storage integration with Dropbox. Everything syncs to Dropbox. It's great. You have to you can then sync your Dropbox folder to Recordbox. But we wanted to take it another step further for uh, DJs who don't maybe use Dropbox but use Recordbox. And that's what this integration has allowed us to do. So it's allowed us to basically sync. DJs can sync any promos from their in-flight uh, dashboards directly to Recordbox. And the great thing about this is that, yes, it, it takes away a step where they don't have to download and they don't have to add folders and move everything into Recordbox. But more importantly, it copies, it, it um, takes part of the promo process, which is when you leave a, a feedback on a release on in-flight and you say, yeah, really love this, I'm going to play it out at the weekend, and you give that track a favourite, and you pick your favorite track on it and you rate it, that metadata copies now into Recordbox. So instead of you downloading an EP and go, God, I forget which track I liked on that uh, EP, most or album, and it's got its way in in flight, all that information now copies into Recordbox. So it's it's another way of streamlining the workflow for DJs when it comes to building playlists for their sets um, that ensures all the files are in the one place they can download WAV, AIF or MP3 and it's in the pretty much the number one solution for DJs playing on Pioneer hardware and in, in the clubs. So for us, it was a no-brainer. Um, it, it, it came around through um, through Pioneer uh, contacting us a few years ago at ADE. We, we met and sat down and realized that we both had the same kind of vision for uh, developing sort of tools that uh, created these efficiencies and workflow for DJs. And... Um, yeah, the ideas that that were flowing at the initial meetings, you know, uh, led us to believe that this was going to be something that was going to add value for record box DJs and, and, and in-flight DJs. And we knew that about 75-80% of, of in-flight users use record box, so uh, we knew it was going to be really well received, uh, which it has been, uh, thankfully, since we launched in April. Yeah, for sure. It was one of the, the features on that record box release that all of us in the studio here at Crossfader were all pumped about. We're like, we didn't see that coming. And that makes so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> and we were yeah. all really excited about it. it was, it's a really nice addition 
to the software. Yeah. And like you say, it just simplifies the whole process. Yeah. Um, I don't have to go into email and then go through the email to a dashboard and, um, yeah. you know, I can, I can integrate it much easier than downloading and importing and, yeah, that's it. And, and so it's like, you know, you have DJs who work on a studio laptop, they'll do some uh, promos on, on their laptop, they'll do some promos on their studio desktop, maybe another device. Now with the record box, if you've left feedback on, on in-flight, it'll be in your record box, doesn't matter what device you're on, you know. Yeah. So you've got that kind of um, that kind of sync uh, across different devices, which is very important. Because I remember years ago, it used to be a nightmare downloading things and then going, well, I don't know what, where is it on my laptop, my desktop, <laughs> whatever. But tying up all that kind of sync kind of stuff is, is very important. Nice. Uh, so obviously it works with Recordbox at the moment. Can we expect InFlight to be integrated into other DJ softwares? Or do you think this will be a unique partnership with Recordbox? Uh, we'll, 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 we'll look into it, certainly. Um, it just really depends on, on what... Uh, what our users want, I guess, you know. So, you know, that's probably something we'll, we'll go out and ask uh, among our user base and, and get a sense of what what people would like to see us integrating with. And there are obviously, a, you know, a couple of other contenders out there that, that might be worth looking at. But, um, yeah, we'd be open, very open to, to future integrations, yeah. Exciting. No, that sounds great. And lastly, what does the future hold for InFlight and yourself? Uh, well, I think this year we're, we're mostly going to be focused on sort of developing the team, bringing in a few more people into the fold. Uh, we're quite a small team at the moment, uh, based remotely around the world. A uh, couple of new partnerships, which we're going to be announcing shortly as well, um, which are going to offer some uh, really interesting solutions for, for artists on our platform. And we have a major product update coming down the line, which is kind of a beta uh, phase at the moment, which I could probably uh, send you a, a beta version for uh, your own thoughts and advice. Being a being a big in flight user, yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, that that's uh, probably a couple of weeks away. So we'll be announcing that very, 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 very soon. So yeah, lo- loads of stuff. Exciting times as as always. Thankfully, nice. Um, it's a, it's a strange one given the you know g- given the situation we're in with with live music and, and DJing and how the world's been affected and the, the, this industry's been sort of decimated by by the, the pandemic pandemic over the years. But uh, on the upside, we're seeing a lot of new music being released and a lot of producers and DJs are, are kind of focusing on on things that they may not have necessarily focused on as much when they were out in the road all the time. So. Um, you know, it seems to be a, a for now anyway, a, quite a creative uh, period for a lot of artists in our industry. So, um, hopefully that continue. Yeah, I hope so too. I, I, just, I, I thought the exact same thing. You know, if all these artists are in lockdown. What what more can they do than uh, get stuck into producing and making some new music? So, I hope we do get a lot of exciting new music off the back yeah. of the what's going on in the world right now. Um, yeah. Paul, thank you so much for talking to us and joining the podcast today thanks for having us yeah okay take it easy we'll catch you soon and there we have it thanks so much to paul and for chatting to me earlier in the week so everyone else what do you think who's a user of in flight here so i am everyone danny i have in the past and i've recently not oh (laughs) (laughs) i've used it for years i I used to i used to but not more not not very recently yeah i use it i've got a bit of a problem though i'll tell you what my problem is i need to go back to the labels and they do reach out every so often and ask you you know are you still receiving what you want to receive yeah Uh, but i know some of the guys down at warner they when i was lucky i got onto warner's list by having a friend who worked there and he just said, do you want me to tick you for everything? I'm like, yeah, everything. And now yeah. my promo is just full of songs well, that, that I'll never, ever play. That was the main thing I picked up from that was, 
remember when I was filling in the forms to try and get on it and yeah. um, not just in-flight, just a lot of them, I would always get sent them and I just thought it was just a form. You had to fill in for them to collect data on you, but yeah. you need to have a reason for them to give you it, which is, you know, we always go back to, you know, increasing your socials and making sure you're, you're looking professional online and things like that because when you put your Facebook link or your Instagram link, mm. you know, they're going to look at that and yeah, say, do, do, I, want, you, do yeah. I want to send this person this music to promote or not? And if you're... If you don't have any followers on Instagram or anything like that, then you're just not going to get yeah. music, right? Because why would they? So that was the main thing I took from that, which and is... The yeah, interesting, interesting thing with these Promo lists, I found, is once you get on a couple of really good ones, how fast right. that knowledge is spread about because you have invitations to yeah. join other ones right. that you've not reached out. I've not reached out to some of the ones on, that I'm a part of, but they've reached out because they've spoken such and such and said, oh, what, who's on your list? What right. have you got going? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they, they, do, they do check you up and that's why it's important to actually be factual as well when you input in your data not to put a spoof facebook account yeah. or something like that because they will check up on you and being honest and being credible does open up op- I, I remember the the way i ended up on the in-flight service was through a pr agency that he mentioned about pr agencies that they work with called your army your and this army came same? about yeah. Ah, yeah this yeah. came about when i was like full-time working DJ working six nights a week and putting out loads of content on SoundCloud, SoundCloud mixes. And I got a message from someone who obviously worked for Your Army mm. reaching out to people on SoundCloud because basically myself and a few other DJs that I worked with around in the same city even all around a similar time got these similar messages directly on SoundCloud saying, hey, we run a PR agency. We'd love to like send you some music from yeah. the labels that we we promote um can we get you signed up and this was before i think this was even before in flight was a service right. mm. so it was yeah, your well, army yeah. they used to email you yeah. yeah so your army would send these promos out and end up on a few different mailing lists like i think there was even like ministry of sound and some quite big there ones were, yeah um, that i ended up on head candy all around that era and then that got transferred into in-flight. So your army decided to start using the in-flight service when they launched. And that's how I ended up using the in-flight service right. because it consolidated all these different labels that I would get I'd, through this I'd PR exact agency. exact same path to in-flight. Same, I went I think, through your so. army. Yeah, yeah, mine was your army. I yeah. didn't get approached by your army. I approached them. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it was around the time that Deep House was starting to come back and Rudimental and Disclosure, I'm pretty sure it was Disclosure, had songs being put out by your army yeah, and yeah. i heard a song i think it was f for you and i was like how do i get my hands on this track i, I was i right. just went up to the dj in the club i was like yo i'm a dj too how do i get this track he was like i got it through your army and right. i just wrote it down on my phone in my notes like, your army didn't know what mm. it was yeah went home googled it reached out to them said i'm a dj this is who i am they yep. got in touch and then i remember i think it was the julio bashmore or surf tune yep. i'm pretty sure that was one of the first songs i got through your army and i was like Oh wow! Okay, yeah. this is the this is how I'm getting the fresh stuff. Here. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is going to change my DJ career. So anyone listening who thinks, "Oh, it's fine. I'll just pay for DJ City," mm. this is how you get just that one step ahead. Sometimes I feel like you do get these access to these tunes before they come out. Hundred yeah. percent. I think one big takeaway that I got from that is that don't just sit back and expect yeah. labels to find you and exactly. suddenly get yeah, added no. to these big lists. Work on your profile. Yeah. Get something to show them and yeah. then be polite. Yeah, like Reach yeah. out to them and at the end of the day, 100%. the worst that can happen is they ignore you and you don't get added, but at least you tried. So you try yeah, work hard or try again. And I think yeah. a good thing to remember is that if you do get added onto one, the way that these tend to work is that the more feedback that you give, yeah. the more yeah, you are, other yeah. ones you get added onto. Yeah. Like yeah. I found that so from being on your army on theirs, I found myself getting added onto more and people were like, Oh, can we send you stuff? Can yeah. we send you things? Exactly so the same. It kind of works 
in favor of both parties you know you and the labels that 100%. the more you're reviewing the more music you're going to get so the you know like the kind of more fresh music you're going to get and stand out more as a dj because right. you can have stuff yeah. that other people don't have yeah. you imagine there's if there's a, a new indie label that's launching and they've got some mates who are running a bigger label they'll reach out to them and say look we're just launching this new label have you got a list of people that we can reach out to to yeah. say do you want to join our label and that's how the music industry works everyone kind of knows everyone so exactly like you said danny if you put that effort in there and show that you're mm-hmm. uh, a DJ that's going to play certain labels' music, then others will probably come around. Yep. Okay. Story time. I've got a story. Okay. Right. I think <laughs> I don't think I've told any of you this story, but no. we're having a conversation in the office the other day about the worst gigs we've been asked to do mm. in our dj careers and been a few oh come on man yeah. the, the live stream we did last week one that <laughs> come on. right but so this one before before i go any further i just need to let you know that i did not do this gig right <laughs> this, this, i never did it but it was one of the like i wasn't a, a club dj at the time i was like doing small bars i was still trying to get my yeah. name about so i was yeah. kind of in that stage of I'll take whatever gig I can. Yeah. But we've all been that I, stage. I, I drew the line here, right? So, <laughs> you so, didn't take the gig. No, no, no. So someone, I got a call from someone. It was a, like a local social club. So it's kind of like a bit of a pub yeah. slash where people can host their like birthday a, parties. Like a British pub. Yeah. 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 So like it's, a very, it's a very UK thing. You're like, yeah. if you're from the UK, you'll know exactly it's, what It's a big about. room that hasn't been decorated since the 70s. Yeah, yeah exactly. Around, of beer. There's, there's Irish bars around the world in it. Something like that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Irish pub. Yeah. Okay. So without the Guinness, <laughs> <laughs> this person um, reached out to me and they were like, oh, can you come and play at our event? And I'd done loads of like birthday parties in venues like this. I was like, okay, fine. Like I can do it, whatever. And uh, then when I went back to them, I was like, obviously asked a little bit more about the event, you know, what kind of music I need to be playing. Yeah. Is it birthday? Blah, blah, blah. Loads of things. And they're like, oh, it's uh, so you'd have to play music in the intervals. So I was like, interval? Like, what, what kind of event is this going to be? And anyway, so it was for the local pigeon club. <laughs> so what's a pigeon club so what is it like it sounds exactly what no, it is I had, to, I had to look it up myself like is I that, was, that woman from home alone oh, who has got is, all the pigeons on is it is it just her it could have been on stage so I just I had to like look up myself I was like what is this kind of thing so it's basically for people in the UK who race pigeons oh, right. and yeah, who keep pigeon pigeons racing. like pigeon there, was, there was a guy who lived near my mom and dad's old house and he had a garage full of pigeons i was like why does he let these birds out all the time so it was people like that who yeah. would race these pigeons and they went and had a meet up and they were doing like a presentation it's night and award pigeons. ceremony for pigeons and i got asked to dj for it world's fastest wow. pigeon bird, <laughs> bird is the word would have been the opening <laughs> that would have been I, the I, I was thinking that or the birdie song birdie song yeah. so i i politely declined flying without wings <laughs> <laughs> right well, let's keep going oh well anyone listening keep shouting them out now in shout, your car shout, on your run shout them out in your car i yeah so i believe i can fly oh we can't play that anymore i was thinking that i was thinking that but in my head i was like no no i can't mention that guy no. i cannot mention that guy anymore <laughs> Yeah, I could have done so many word plays on yeah. that. <laughs> I'm disappointed. I wonder if I wonder if the pigeons fly faster due to BPM. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you ever get techno pigeon? Yeah, techno pigeon. Did you Drum ever get invited pigeon? back to do another one of these events? Did they? Uh, I, did, I never did it. Did the event take off? Oh, oh come on! Oh, yeah. I'm on that note. <laughs> that was a bad one. I wouldn't. I do wonder though if if they did find a DJ to do it. Well, I wonder if the DJ flopped about trying to find the song. Oh. Right, okay, <laughs> that's enough. Stop. Stop. Thanks for listening. <laughs> 
okay, I had to cut you off there. Oh man, I'm no, the puns were getting too out of hand. Dad Terrible puns. Okay, so we've talked a lot about obviously music streaming services, and hopefully you've got an idea in this podcast around maybe your journey on what labels you potentially want to reach out to in the future when you start getting gigs and building up your social profiles. Start making a list of those services that and the labels that really resonate with your style of music, and you never know, you could end up on the next uh, mailing list from some of those labels. Um, before we finish, we're starting a new segment of the podcast so we thought we're going to swap out we've been doing up until this point if you're a regular listener uh we've been doing tune of the week yeah but obviously we can't play the tunes because of copyright so we thought we just talk about the tune which doesn't really make sense does it damn you spotify yeah Yeah. so instead we're going to do quiz of the week everyone loves a quiz quiz of the week okay so the first quiz of the week have we all got a question what's going to happen we're all going to pick a question each yeah i've got a question Hold on. Let's just explain. So yeah. each of us are going to ask everyone else a question. Yeah. And the closest answer or the person with the the right answer yeah. gets a point. And we'll yeah. start tallying it up each week. Yeah. And if you're listening to this in your car, if you're out yeah. for a jog, Keep if you're score. just sat at home, do you know, play along yourself. So yeah. answer the question, write it down, or just answer it in your head and see how many you get right each week. So we've got four questions, one from yep. each of us. Um, shall we just work around the table? Danny, have you not got a question ready? I've got a question. Right. Right. We'll start I, think, <laughs> I think you guys discussed this whilst I was setting up in here. <laughs> to be fair, we, we was. He was, Pro- set, probably he was, I, was I was in another room when this happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> Okay, first uh, episode, the first uh, hurdle, three questions. <laughs> yeah. I'll be referee. Let's do three questions. Three okay. questions. Next week, Danny will have something prepared. I'll have two next week. Yeah. Okay, That's there we go. Idea. Okay, I'm going to start then. I'm going to start. Um, I want to know, my question is. We can see for that piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> it's 12. <laughs> you've ruined it for everyone on, you? Go on, go um, how many controllers does Pioneer currently sell how many Pioneers alright because you said the number you have to name them all now no I was joking by the way oh, I didn't oh, see oh, the number you might not be right no, no I, I didn't see the number well we'll soon find out won't we so yeah. um, right how many? everyone's going right. to tally up I'll now. tell you what I'll tell you what I can throw a spanner in the works here are we going to include um, the pads you know, like that SP1, no, XP1. No, no, no. Or like add-on controllers. Because no. they're still controllers. Are they? are they in or not? No. no. Let's uh, leave them out. Let's leave yeah. them out. Leave them out? Okay. Let's go for okay. controllers you can mix on. And this is control. These are controllers that are currently sold by Pioneer and made in 2020. I don't right. want any old units. I'm going to go first. I'm going to say 11. Can you name them? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say what have I got up to... Yeah. I'm counting along now in my uh, head. I'm going to go at 11. I want to so, say 10. Just as a okay. I'm going to say 9 because I haven't had time to actually count them all in my head. Okay. 9, 10, and 11. Who's any closest? Bo- any he, bonus he, points? Uh, Loz is closest. Oh, oh one gonna point. You're going to read them all out? I will read them all out, but yeah. do you want to have a quick guess? Do you want to just quickly run through and just see if you, if between you, you can remember okay, them right, all? Okay, so 200, 400, 800, 800, 800 1,000, 1,000 yeah. 1, SRT. Yeah. Uh, uh, SX3, 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 SXB, SX2, S, no, not SX2, SX3, SB3, SR2, because there isn't another mid-range one that's come oh, right. out. All okay. right, okay. Uh, and then the XZ, XZ RX2, RX2, RB, no, RR, no. See, the, oh, you're not. These are standalones. Yeah, standalone. yeah but standalone. they work right. in controllers. They're not controllers. They're not controllers. <laughs> this is from Pioneer Direct, by the way. Um, so. 
Yeah, and you've missed a lot. Oh, well. Jesus. There's 12. How many? Oh, so it was 12. <laughs> you know what? I did not see that. <laughs> it was 12. It was 12. <laughs> I did not see that number. Right. We have the Pioneer. We go for. Oh, oh we missed that one. DDJ 200, 400, 800, 1000, 1000 SRT, SB3, SR2, SZ2, SX3, RZX, and the RZ. If anyone just like that wasn't into DJ and just tuned yeah. in at that moment, <laughs> we'll be like, what on earth am I listening to? Holland's reading out his serial and then, number. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you include the little pads, um, you've got the XP1, XP2, and SP1, which pushes it up to 15. But some of those yeah. units in that list are really, really, really old. Yeah. And they're mm, still, they're still selling made. Them. They're still being sold and made, yeah. yeah. Right. Right, next question. Next question. Okay, yeah. so going from a musical perspective, how yeah. many number ones has Rihanna had in her career? Wow. Right. Is this UK how, number is this ones UK or, US? or US? Or you US. The, US. Oh. If, if this was Kanye West, Loz would know it. Yeah, it's 11. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Rihanna. Um, um, right. And so the closest answer gets the point. Our closest, closest answer. answers. So I'd say maybe I have six or seven albums, a couple of tracks. Features. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. We're gonna with, need a timer. We need to count down nah, the timer. I'm gonna go panel. nine. I'm gonna go less. I'm gonna go. I think it's between five and six. Right. What are you going? What are you going for? I'm going for five. Five. What are you going, Danny? Seven. I'm thinking seven, like umbrella. Nine. You say like nine. I'm thinking like umbrella. Yeah. Rude boy. We found love. We no, because that's Calvin Harris. Yeah, uh, no, but that's clowns. That counts. It's still still her on it. Isn't yeah, it's it? on oh, her. Come on. She's the vocal. Oh, come on. What? Uh, I don't know. About right, this. Anyway, I anyway so Lawrence gets a point again. But you're all quite far off. It's oh, actually really? 14. Whoa. Wow. Good for you, Rihanna. <laughs> you go, Riri. Who would have thought? <laughs> Not me. Right. My question is um, the biggest song of all time, uh, Robin S. Show Me Love. What year was it released? Wait, but not the original release, the Stone remix Dream. by Stonebridge, the Stone one that we Dream. always know. What year was that released? It was yeah. two years after the actual original. I think I know what it. What year was it released? Well, if you think, you go last. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not sure. I said um, I'm going to be way off now. I am going to be way show off. Show me love. I'm going to go for 1990. Okay. Danny? 94? I think it's 93. You know what? You're all wrong but could not be more closer it's the only one you haven't said 92 yeah, <laughs> wow. yeah. So so was that, uh, no i was 19 i'm out 90. i'm out still so oh. 1990 was two oh, off two what off. were you, you 93 said i said 94 Holland. Holland. Oh, you, you, said 94. All right, you get the point I, you know why because for some reason it, it came up um in you know like um the column yeah the right. album year right. came up in serato i think i, think I, I was i, I think was clicking that Column off recently, and I right. remember seeing it. I think it. the video came out in '93. I think, yeah, um, and the original was 1990. Yeah, the original's '99. Yeah. Oh. But there you go. Oh well, enjoy well, that. What was that? Two to Lawrence, one two, two one. Me, Holland, yeah. Good start. zero okay. to you two. And there we have it. That brings us to the end of this week's podcast. Thanks a lot for listening. Remember, if you want to learn some new DJ skills or just get active in the forum, our website is wearecrossfader.co.uk. Follow us on all the socials at wearecrossfader. And obviously check us out on YouTube if you want some mixes to listen to for inspiration or some free DJ tutorials. Until next time, peace out. See you later. See you later. Bye.